Hey, it's Bill Simmons. We're not just reacting to the NBA playoffs on my podcast. We're also doing it on the Ringer NBA show and the Mismatch podcast. They are coming after some of these NBA playoff games. Check it out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday nights on the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln and the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults with zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Shout out to that guy. The majesty. Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Change, 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 We are live on this Tuesday, June 7th, doing a little bit of uh, cheap heat live for the people. SUG, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, I'm sure people know this dip isn't here. Um, fortunately, he's well, a little well, under the weather. Yeah, we'll, 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 get to, we'll get to all of that. Let me, let me tweet this out, this link to the people. So they can find it. Come join Cheap Heat Live on Spotify. Oh, you're just going course. with the generic message. I went with the generic message, yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what? You got to get the message out there ASAP. You don't have time to... Nothing, you don't have time I don't, to, I don't like, have time to, to lollygag. Exactly. exactly. So let's just, let's just get after it and make this thing work. Uh, welcome aboard, everyone. Welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. I'm your forever 24-7 champion. Peter Rosenberg joining you from Norwalk, Connecticut, where I am hard at work on a new show called Smack Talk, premiering in a couple of weeks on A&E. Um, oh, that's right. You can talk about this now because they, they put out the press release. Right. The press release so is the, out. the world knows. I think it's, I think it's the, the, the 19th it starts. Yes. I think that's the date that I saw as well. So uh, I'm here doing work on that right now um, with the great Booker T and Jackie Redman. And um, yeah, knocking these shows out. So that's why I'm in Connecticut, fully immersed in all things WWE, trying to balance keeping up with the product of this week while also trying to get through all these uh, rough cuts of the documentaries so we could talk about them uh, and do all the necessary work over the next weeks and months. Um, Now... Uh, joining me from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, That's he right. physically strong. That's right, Stack Guy Greg. That's right, the EST of CHP. Um, glad to see some listeners filing in right now. Doing great. Like I said, Dip isn't here, but uh, but you know, not to no shots at Dip, but I'm doing great. We like he coined the phrase a few weeks ago. We had a a night of great wrestling, and I think we got that at Hell in a Cell. So you know, we're going to talk about that. Well, I mean, that's um, that's where we start. I mean, first of all, let's just start out by saying dip, get well soon. Um, a thing that I talked about yesterday quite a bit 
in in doing some of this A and E stuff was um, we were having a conversation about um, Kurt Angle and some of the things he put himself through and that he worked through physically and emotionally. Um, and we talked about the performer's oath. And there's no better person to talk about when it comes to that oath that you perform come hell or high water than Cody Rhodes. And frankly, there's no one worse to discuss when it comes to that than Brian Dipperstein. I mean, he's, <laughs> let, let's be honest, on the same yeah. week in which Cody Rhodes worked hell in a cell with a torn freaking peck. And then Monday night took the beat down to get written <laughs> off as if he could. Couldn't right, as if it wasn't enough. Uh, well, Dipperstein not able to step up in quite the way uh, Cody did, but we hope Dip feels better. He is, he said he did want to come on, but he was feeling truly sick. Um, so let's get into it, SGG. You just mentioned it. Um, I got to tell you, I just watched it. I did not have time to watch live last night, so I just watched the segment from Monday Night Raw. But I got to tell you, I actually was worked. I thought that they were going to go with turning Seth babyface with Cody on the shelf. And then when he blindsided Cody on the ramp, I got to tell you, it got me. I was into it. Yes. Seth can't be babyface with those Joker outfits, those those evil villain outfits. If you yeah, see you're Seth, right. I should have known. I should have known. If you see Seth in one of those evil villain outfits, I don't care what he is saying. He is the bad guy. He is the heel if you see him in one of those super villain outfits. So I was expecting something. Um, I got worked out of it when Seth left. I was like, okay, maybe maybe this is peace. But of, but of course, um, that Joker outfit let me know that that was definitely not the case. Yeah, let, let's, say, let's spend a moment shall we on uh cody rhodes okay and you know what let's make this a special moment right now you don't get this every day special guest one of our our fa- you i don't see know if who he's I av- see? yeah i don't know if he's available to talk to us but he's one of the one of our our favorite friends of the show and I, i'd be curious to get his input too on what happened um the great ariel helwani you can hear one of his amazing podcasts right here on the ringer and Ariel's not only a, um, a king of MMA, but also, Ariel, you love you some professional wrestling. Well, well, I, I was just here as a casual listener. I was doing a show with the great TST, a.k.a. Troy Farkas, and he told me he had to jump <laughs> off to do a Spotify Live cheap heat. I was like, what are you talking about? These guys are they're too big for Spotify Live. I never see... Rosenberg hobnobbing with the Spotify live crew said no it's happening so I stopped everything that I was doing I have a very busy Tuesday and I had to see for myself uh I'll be honest I'm mainly here for dip a little disappointed that he's not I know here, I know I know you're a I'm big a huge, you're, you're I'm a huge big dip mark. Mark. I'm, yeah, I'm probably the biggest dip mark in the biz today that's that's, that's <laughs> honestly it's been said and it's believed but um right now I think everybody appears to be the world's biggest mark for for Cody. So, I'll, Ariel, I'll just bring you on for a minute and let you uh, enjoy the rest of the the podcast. Just, but tell by the way, me, can I just say I don't mean to interrupt. The show has never been better. It's the only podcast, and I've said this on the record and off the record, only podcast that I actually make a point to listen to from beginning to end. You know, you you pop in here, you pop in there, different shows. I have to listen beginning to end. It's never flowed better. The chemistry has never been better. Wow. My only complaint, if I could just. Please. Offer one complaint. My only bit of criticism is that I find that I speak like you guys way too much now. I'm saying it, Jay's on my show. I'm talking. I'm doing all these things, and it's like this is getting to be a little too much. I'm stopping myself <laughs> at saying "mage" a few times on my own show. Oh, but uh, that's out. the only problem that I have with the show. Otherwise, it's without a doubt the best wrestling pod in the biz. There's no question. There's no. I, I hope I'm not offending anyone when I say this, but it's the truth. And what you guys are doing is great. So I just want to commend you. Uh, we appreciate oh, thank you. you so much. Ariel. Flattery will get you everywhere. Yeah. We appreciate you, uh, Ariel, because obviously you are one of the, literally. I mean, listen, it's rare that you talk to someone who's the number one guy in their entire field. You're the number one. I mean, it's nice. It's nice that you say we're number one, but it's conjecture. You're right. number one in MMA, and it's a fact. That's just an actual fact. I, I data, turning into a mutually, uh, you know, admiration society. Yeah, it is. Okay. All right. So let's turn our attention to admiring um, Cody Rhodes. 
Um, just what was your experience like watching it? Did you hear about the injury earlier to it and then watch the match because of it? Did it creep up on you? Just take us through how you viewed the whole thing. I would love to comment on that. I also want to ask you guys a question and then I'll get out of your hair. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to pull a shoemaker here and say that I heard this three days ago. You know, that's a big pet peeve of mine when media guys are like, oh, I heard about this three days ago. Well, why didn't you report it? You know what I, I mean? Like, did, though, right? Right. Oh, I didn't. I guess I was, uh, I guess I'm a real Mark. Uh, I don't, I don't read the, and by the way, you guys always talk about the dirt sheets. I mean, I don't, I go to wrestling websites. Where are these dirt sheets that you, exactly. There's no such thing as dirt sheets. There's just wrestling websites. And last time I checked every story, the wrestling websites are breaking is actually them just getting worked by wrestlers. But anyways, keep going. Anyway, yes. Uh, so I, I was obviously captivated. I felt like this particular pay-per-view was flying under the radar. didn't have a lot of juice. You know, it's tough. To, I like the Saturdays, but they go Saturday, Sunday, Saturday. It's hard to keep up. Yeah, uh, yep. felt like the AEW one had a little more buzz. That was a bigger one, a temple one for them. So you got to give them credit there. Uh, but I wanted to see. I wanted to see. Were they working us? Were they going to do the old, you know, he shows up for a minute and then the match is over? And I mean, I have to say that was one of the greatest performances that I've ever seen. I mean, I thought it was going to last five minutes. It lasts over 20. The stuff that he was doing, considering the state that he was in, considering how it looked, I can't even wrap my head around it. I, I don't even know how it was physically possible for him to do that sort of thing. Credit to Seth Rollins, who's turned into one of the best in the business. I love that he was wearing the Dusty Rhodes gear. Oh, I'm, he I'm has been on fire. Yeah. It was yeah, like the, so the match was tremendous. And by the way, like the six man was great. Um, and that's part of the question that I wanted to ask you about. But like the Judgment Day versus whatever Bullet Club variation that they're doing, that was great. The triple threat with the women. It was a pay per view that flew under the radar that didn't have a lot of juice, I thought, going in. But one of those classic ones that over deliver. And honestly, you know, if I'm just shooting on you guys right now, like lately it has been. The situation where like you could just watch the pay-per-view and the packages are so good you feel like you're caught up on the past month and i haven't really watched tv in the past month and i watched the pay-per-view and i'm like all right i'm up to speed and everything's great like it didn't feel watered down by the time i got there if you go what i'm saying even without roman reigns being a part of it so yeah that was a tremendous show and i still don't know how he showed up on monday and i still don't know how he took those bumps or whatever it was on monday and i don't know how he's going to be a part of money in the bank like he is truly stepping up to the plate do right you, now do you know ariel can you think of any fighters who have actually worked matches, had fights with a torn pec? Isn't torn pec just immediately on the shelf? Yeah, top of my head. I thought you were going to say just like with a gruesome injury, like when Conor McGregor fought Chad Mendez at UFC 189, he pretty much was fighting with one ACL um, and he won that fight. But again, like a torn pec, I don't know how you do any, like you fall, you pick a guy up, you do anything that all hurts. Um, and there are some people who can delay ACL. I don't know how he pulled that off. And then you see that internal bruising. And uh, I'm not a doctor, but that doesn't look like it's a good normal thing to be dealing with, let alone competing in a match of that level and caliber and stature. Uh, Mind-blowing stuff. You know, I, I feel like they went out on a limb and they gave him the big deal. And it was a huge victory for them to take him from AEW. And I think he has taken it upon himself. And, and you guys were there at WrestleMania and even the media day that he did the, the day after he debuted. Like, I feel like he has taken it upon himself to be the MVP, to be the leader of this WWE family right now, this team, if you will. And he's stepping up like anything like we can never look at Cody Rhodes the same again. He is not the same guy that was there seven, eight years ago. It was, it and was, I think he is really stepping yeah, up. Agreed. And I even I said this on Twitter that like he earned my respect forever. And. And just in thinking about that performance and this run he's had over these short few months, like I'm willing to put him for me personally as a fan in that, you know, Bret Hart, Roman Reigns, Bianca Belair can do no wrong category. Like he he absolutely killed it. He sacrificed a lot. He did more than I, I would have done with that torn pack. I would have just come out, cut a promo, set the mic down, cried a little bit. And, and let Although the fans you did, it, it once. In, in all fairness, I remember I've seen you once, even with a slightly twisted ankle, go back to a buffet three different times. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> this is true. So yeah, so no, exactly. So don't, <laughs> don't sell yourself short. 
Go ahead. I, I don't mean to interrupt, but um, the, I mean, can we talk about the the ratings bump that Hiawani has brought to the table here? I mean, I feel like the listenership has just skyrocketed ever since I joined the show. Can we listen, talk about we that? Or is, listen, we know you're a needle mover. <laughs> we said it. Wow, we said look at, the at top this. The show. Oh yeah, it is blowing up. Yeah, you're, that's, you're a needle mover. That is that is a fact. Hiawani does bring numbers. I knew I knew that. I've always known that. Why do you think I associate with you? I'm trying to get the rub. Well, I used to come on the Michael K show from time to time, but it looks like I've been banned ever since my departure from ESPN, which I can understand. Michael wasn't a huge fan. I get it. Um, but well, no, no, no. I think I think we would. I think if they actually, if they were ever willing to talk MMA, which I, I wish they were, I think they would absolutely want you on. Um, but they just barely bring it up. Um, although I will say, I will say, um, what, what's what's Homeboy's name this week who won me over as a fan? By uh, wearing the pride shorts and then complaining about fans, Molina. Molina. Yes, that was great. That clip went viral; like it has 1.2 million last I checked on Twitter. Yeah, pretty cool. I mean, there's a lot of MMA, so I don't uh, begrudge anyone who is not keeping up with it. Boxing is doing great. There's a lot of Devin Haney had a huge win this past weekend in Australia, but we're not here to talk about that. I want to ask you no. guys: Can I be a fan? Can I be a fan no. for a second? And go ask ahead, ask a question? question. Sure. <sighs> I'm a little torn on this Judgment Day thing, um, and I don't think you guys have gotten into it, but this is why I love the Tuesday podcast now, which I was pulling for behind the scenes. No, 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 no. More than pulling for it. You're the, you were the impetus for the conversation. You pulled me aside and said, hey, I think you should be Tuesdays. And I said, I hadn't really thought about it. Let me consider it. And here we are. So please go ahead. You were affected by something on last night's Raw. Yes. And that's why I like having you on Tuesday, because it's a lot fresher and you could talk about it. Um I love factions. I'm a big faction guy. Dare I say one of the biggest faction guys in the biz. And uh, in fact, for BT Sport recently, I did my top 15 factions and everyone got all up in, you know, their feelings. They they love Jonathan Coachman loves getting offended every time I talk about wrestling. It's hilarious. But (laughs) so I love factions and I felt like Edge was kind of, you know, rudderless. And now he's got this thing and he's got Rhea Ripley and he's got Damian Priest. And now they all have a thing going. And then I loved when, Finn, who has been really rudderless, and I feel like one of the most underused guys, criminally underused guys in the biz, and it's great to... And then they turn on him, and I loved it. I was like, oh, wow. It's very rare that we're truly surprised. I don't think anyone saw that coming. But my question to you is, was it too soon? Should they have built up to it? You know, you guys talk, and Dip gets mad about this. They do these turns, like Liv and Rhea. It it happened like a month in. Should they have built up to this a little sooner? I guess we can wait and see how it all plays out. But my initial question to you both is, great idea. Love Finn being a part of it. It's cool that they turned on him. We'll see how it turns out. But was it too soon? SGG, I'll let you start. Yeah, I I do agree that it was too soon. It was still a great idea, I think. Love that Finn is a part of it. It looks like Finn might even be the leader, which is kind of crazy. And, um... But I do feel like it was too soon because I didn't even get to see any of those seeds be planted. I think the the two that they did in this accelerated breakup was just, you know, some looks from Finn at the pay-per-view and then Finn coming out at the promo and saying, oh, yeah, the three of us got together and we all talked. And it's like, well, why are they having having any conversations without Edge? Should have been the biggest red flag for him. Um, but, yeah, it does feel too soon. And I wonder how much Cody's injury played a played a part in that and them having to to find a new baby face or or somebody to step up um you just really don't know but but i would have liked to see it stretch out a little bit more i I gotta tell you i'm I'm, this is embarrassing to admit i'm a little bit lost on what happened last night so can you guys take me through i'm still catching up with last night do you host a wrestling podcast what is going on here What I happened? Would, you have too many jobs. That's the I know. I would last night. I was doing other wrestling shows, so I, I'm oh only watching tonight's wrestling show right now. This, so this was massive news. I was watching uh, Avalanche Oilers game four. Of course, and, you then were. I, and then I see. I was like, "What is going on?" So I had to turn it over. And uh, yeah, they 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 came out there. Rhea Ripley, Edge, Damian Priest, and they said we have a new member. They were hyping it up. They actually did a great job hyping it up, hyping it up, they hyping put a it countdown. up. They gave them the yeah. Code they had a countdown clock, and then all of a sudden it's Finn, and the people didn't really know how to react because his entrance is one of the best, in my opinion. It's it's very fun. You can get into it. Yeah, of course. And and then all of a sudden it was a great moment. They're like, we got a prom, and with people like you, and then they all turned on Edge and kicked the crap yeah, out of them. Said- yeah, they said they realized that Edge was the one thing holding them back. 
It's the last final thing holding them back. And they, yeah, they beat the crap out of him, like Ariel said. I'm honestly, I'm honestly flabbergasted. This is big. This was bigger than the third man bash at the beach. 96. <laughs> one of the biggest moments. And you missed it. But whose side is he on? But whose side is he on? Yes. Where were you doing on a Monday evening? What I mean, you, well, what's going on? You guys having some, uh, I'm, I'm working on the, I'm working on the new uh, the A and E WWE shows. I saw I'm that here, with fellow I'm, Canadian Jackie Redman. Oh, she's she's tremendous, by the way. She said, you know, she, just like you, she says lots of. If there's ever a mistake, she's very quick to say sorry, very quick to say sorry. <laughs> um, so I gotta t- I gotta tell you, I'm uh, she's amazing. I I'm I'm floored by that. I can't believe that that would have happened already. Soon, right? A little too soon. I mean, listen, it's just getting going. I, I literally was on the kickoff show Sunday talking about where are we going to go from here? How is this going to build? Where? Who else is Edge going to be working with? I don't understand. I, this is more than a double turn. This is like a triple turn. How triple? There. Well, because, hold on. You're saying it was Finn joins. Yes. He's so that's with Rhea. And Damien, which I kind of like, like three people who maybe didn't have direction, younger. I liked Edge in this role. I didn't like the new music or whatever. The new hair was cool, but I just felt like bring Finn and then you have the power struggle. Now, again, wrestling fans, we love to bellyache. We love to play Monday morning quarterback. It was cool. It's rare. Look, it was a surprise. No one saw it coming, right? Everyone after the fact is going to pretend like they saw it coming. No one saw it coming. But to Greg's point, it is hard to kind of you want to suspend disbelief. It is hard to do that when last night they were in a match and now you're saying you were having all these talks and now he's going to join the team. I don't know. It felt just a little it's soon. It felt thing. a little it soon. Was Seth a little Rollins too, rushed. too when Seth Rollins broke up the shield like the night before they had just beat Evolution in the elimination match, swept them. And then over the course of the 24 hours between Evolution getting beat down by the shield, they convinced Seth Rollins to take more money and and betray Roman and, and Ambrose. Yeah, this is this, this is a lot to process. Um, all right, I'm gonna get more. I'm gonna get more into that, but I want to go back to uh, the Cody of it all. Ariel, well, I'll let you live your life. We we appreciate you lending your celebrity to the show. You, you take us to an entirely different. This is moment. great. Shout out the needle. Movie. Can I just by the say way, one thing? You know what you, you were. You know what you were. You know what you were today. By the way, a great guy. No, 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 no. Dipperstina Jays. <laughs> wow. One of the biggest honors that has ever been bestowed upon me. Uh, almost as big as when on the show, I think Dip mentioned me and you said that I seemed like a great guy, even though we've known each other now for like five wow. years, which was strange. Wow. I still don't believe that, by the way. I don't believe I said that. Well, go so back. I have the audio. Yeah. But by the way, can I just make one more point before I go? Uh, I'm looking quickly in the comments. I'm seeing a lot of my familiar friends here, EK, Poppy Live, Amber. We do Spotify Live once, twice a week, depending on the event. And it's always these same great people. I would urge you guys, and I don't know if your your uh, your schedule would allow it. The community that we have built here, it's been the most fun thing that I've ever done in my career. The nicest, warmest, kindest people. And a lot of them are here some way, somehow. I don't know how they found that I was on here right now. David, I see. Vinny, I see. Muhammad. I, I can't speak. I don't. I don't know most of these people. We've met maybe once, sometimes none. Uh, they're just tremendous human beings. So uh, it's a great, great platform, and a lot of them are wrestling fans. So I'm glad that they're here listening to you guys as well. Truly, honestly, truly appreciate you popping in. It, it makes a difference, and you yeah, bring people on you, board. Yeah. So thanks, buddy. See you guys. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well. I bet you think Ugg season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from Ugg. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. Ugg has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at Ugg.com. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln and the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid. Featuring customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. 
Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. A lot happened last night. While I'm in the middle of doing this shoot, I received word the internet said that John Cena is coming back. Yep. They they announced his return. They even gave a date. So we'll see him, I believe, in two weeks. Um, John Cena's coming back. Yeah, it's Rhea end Ripley. of June. Yep. Rhea Ripley earned a shot at Bianca Belair's uh, Raw Women's Championship. So turning on edge wasn't the end of the night for her. She then moved on to the end of the night to win a, f- a fatal four-way. So she's going to be challenging Bianca. Um, and here's of course, the, here, the Cody of it all. Question. A lot happened. Street here, here. Profits beat the Usos. Um, did they earn themselves a match yet? A they, match? they definitely did. By by defeating the Usos last night, they earned themselves a championship opportunity. So so I'm watching now the... Oh, I, I'm very upset about this Judgment Day news. While, while yes, I appreciate that it's something, okay? And we do love something. We know that. Where do you go now after what Edge's character has been like with Judgment Day? He just became Heel Edge again in this new version of it. If he's now being attacked by this heel faction of Damian Priest, Finn Balor, and Rhea Ripley, where do you go with the Edge character? I don't know, but I feel like he almost can't show up in the weeks to come. Like they have to, they have to give him a few months off. Um, with the well, with that timing's like not that. great. It's it's not, but I feel like he has to be off of TV for a while because you know I I just hate when somebody takes takes a beating like this and then they're back the next show like nothing happened. Um, it doesn't. It does nothing to sell the beating, and it does nothing to to sell. Judgment Day as this destructive faction, the type of faction that he told us they could be, if he's just back. The the uh, Aaron Snyder in the chat says the plan is for him to turn face, according to the internet. Uh, Mike Smith makes a good point. LOL, he takes eight concertos a year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. Well said. I I just really thought there was an opportunity to build this further. And I, I'm I'm surprised that they decided to do that. I, I I really am. It's gonna be it's gonna be to me. You have to now wait to bring Edge back as a babyface. And even when you do that, come on, man. Why? I know. Listen, Edge's Edge has gone back and forth throughout his whole career, but he's not a guy who goes back and forth week to week. It's usually right, like not li- the big a matter show. of. Yeah, he's not the big show. It, it's like he has turned multiple times, but it's usually him in one version of his character for at least a year. Yeah, yeah. And and, and, and like so you th- said too, we were just we were just getting used to he alleged he had new music, a n- new entrance. He cut his hair. He had a he had a great new look. And so you know, I don't know what to expect um, when he comes back. But I don't think he should be coming back too soon. It should be at least, at least SummerSlam. Um, by the way, Jake Von Erich sent a message to the group chat, and I want him to know I did see your your email to the mailbag. He said that he DM Dip and said, "Did you hear the Bill Simmons Sandler interview? He mentioned in the past they thought about having a Jewish Ringer podcast, and they scrapped the idea." Jake says, "I guess he's not listening." Uh, I did appreciate that sentiment. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to reach out to Bill and tell him he basically has a Jewish podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it basically already exists. Um, wow. All right. So I, I've now gotten completely thrown off. I thought we'd basically spend this entire episode talking about the the majesty of Cody Rhodes, the brilliance of the performance, uh, how much he changed his status in one moment and the way he absolutely turned lemons into a delightful lemonade spritzer um, because well, this was bad news, SGG. I, I was heartbroken. I mean, heartbroken strong. I was seriously like, oh, man, when we heard the rumor that Cody Rhodes was injured. And then by the time we got to the end of the pay-per-view, I thought he was better off now than he was even prior. Yeah, he he somehow managed to get better and better. Um, 
and I do want to spend some more time talking about Cody, but we can't. We have to hit CM Punk. We have to hit MJF. All right. So then, then let's then let's, let's, let's take us Those around. Are also huge, huge you're, wrestling stories. You're absolutely right, SUG. So we'll circle back around. Let's leave WWE for a moment, and then we'll circle back around to talk uh, Cody Rhodes. And we probably won't have a ton of time to get to some of the other great stuff. The awesome title defense for Bianca Belair. Um, there was a lot to get to from the pay-per-view, but this week is just chock full. So SGG, a, a big announcement this past Friday from CM Punk. Yes, he's going to... He, well, he didn't relinquish the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, even though you know there was some confusion about that on commentary. He's not relinquishing. He's just injured. He has, he, he has a foot injury that needs surgery. So he will be out for a while. AEW has um, announced plans for an interim championship. Um, there's going to be a battle royal. The winner of the battle royal will face Mox. The winner of that match will go on to Forbidden Door to face um, the winner of a match that's happening at a New Japan show. And then the winner of that match will become the AEW Interim Championship, uh, and they will hold that title until Punk comes back, presumably for a champion versus champion match to decide the undisputed world champion. But, I, um, I hate. Yes. I hate. I I hate. In across all sports, wrestling or otherwise, I got to tell you, I hate the uh, interim championships. To, to me, even though it's a bummer, you know, if someone has to relinquish, to me, it's just sort of like you're not champion anymore. I, I think the interim thing makes it so confusing. Um, I wonder, Ariel, tell us. I wonder how Ariel feels about that because obviously it's something that happens in, in MMA quite a bit and it happens in boxing as well. But to me, once you relinquish the title, you relinquish the title, and you have to get maybe not to the back of the line. You become a, a top contender again, and then get your shot. But um, yeah, so we'll see. So who do you expect then? And I guess that will tie us right around to the MJF of it all, because certainly he is a name that many people think would be competing with Mox, would win that battle royal, compete with Mox for the interim championship, right? Yeah, and he's he's the one, honestly, that I would give that championship to. Um, Especially after that promo on on Wednesday, um, just because it was a great promo, but I don't know what it accomplished besides buzz. Um, honestly, because what it did for me with him, like sort of going at the fans, also in that promo, is it ended up making a cool heel out of the the one true heel that they had instead of just making him babyface. And then what it also did mm. was. You know, that's when he an, was complaining it's a very about, that's a hot and interesting take. It's true because he's he, you know like the fans were cheering him, but he said like f the fans <laughs> right before he got to got around to you know f Tony, and then you know while he was talking about these WWE guys that he's better than these ex WWE guys, he didn't name names, and I feel like he should have done that because that gives him some real feuds that he can he can sink his teeth into. You like name some names. One of those names should have been Adam Cole because. Everything MJF has done in AEW has been better than the last. And he started off scorching hot. And Adam Cole needs some of that around him. But um, now that the world title pitch has opened up, MJF, especially going through Mox, an ex-WWE guy, MJF could be the guy that they, they put the belt around because he has the most buzz, but it doesn't mean anything if they don't actually do something with it. And I don't think Tony Khan versus MJF is what you do with it. MJF versus the ex WWE guys. Well, well, let's also let's be clear. Tony Khan does not need to be anywhere near a television camera. Okay, he, he Tony, <laughs> no. Any Tony camera, Khan, not just a television camera. Yeah, not even just a television camera. Because I'll be camera. honest, even the, even phone. the media, even the media he's doing now. The, what was that presser last week after Double or Nothing? It was it was ill timed and unfortunate because you know the clip that's going around is him. Just talking about how great CM Punk is and how how much of an asset CM Punk is to the company, and how they're now going to rally around him as world champion. And then days later, they they don't have that. Um, so yeah. So I listen. I let me just be clear. That was to me that really it might have been MJF's best moment. 
Um, I thought the promo a few months ago where he talked about punk and you know the being picked on as for being Jewish when he was a kid. At that time, I thought that was his best. Now I think he's eclipsed that again. I think it was brilliant. I know there are some people might say you know he cursed in it, and there are a couple of cheat codes he used. Ultimately, though, he made everyone watching feel like I, there was no way to watch that promo and not feel something. Um, SGG, I think you're right. You make two really good points. One is him doing something with Tony Khan, the direction you want to go. And number two, was he so good in what he did that he ended up bringing fans over to his side when he is the purest heel at this point in the business? Now, don't get me wrong. We all know every all the real fans love and respect MJF, but he still gets real booze all the time. And that's what's one of the things that's awesome about him. So... You do worry about that, um, the idea of him coming, becoming too cool, affecting the status he has as a top heel, because you really want him to be that if he goes up against Moxley for the title, and I agree with you. I think it is probably his time. Um, I think everything has opened up now. You know, listen, we all knew MJF was going to be um, champion at some point. I think the time probably is now, um, and I think you need to get him a new heater, right? Like, I'm sorry, it's not Sean Spears. Um, no. It's not Mean Mark or Smart no. Mark. Sorry. Um, you it, Obviously, Wardlow is gone. So I, I really do think MJF needs more muscle around him again. Um, and I love the idea. I don't know. Maybe, maybe circle back around and, and he signs. You know, he brings in, uh, goes back to his inner circle days and woos. Hager or Santana and Ortiz, but I, I think that MJF needs muscle around him um, so he could really be the chicken shit heel champion that he could be. Um, or or does he need a woman to hide behind, which which is even more chicken shit than, than you know, having a muscle do your dirty work. Like, he does the dirty work, and then when it gets too tough, he pulls a, he pulls a Savage and Liz or even a Miz and Marie's and, like... You can't hit you can't hit me because she's in front of me, you know. And she's willing hey, to Bear, we're doing slap a live people here. around. This well, is Bear live. Has Bear has something to say. Bear, well, Bear has been hyped off the Cody thing for two days now. Oh my gosh, is this is this Dolph Ziggler back on uh, Monday Night Raw? That is that is the that is the Dirty Dogs. They're back. Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Are um, the, now, did anyone acknowledge? Did anyone acknowledge that the dirty dog Dolph Ziggler was NXT champion? No, but and it's funny you mention that because that is the last time that we saw him when he lost to Braun Breaker. That was the last time we saw him on Raw or NXT. Now, do they bring them back as baby faces? Is that why Dolph just super kicked MVP to the chest? Yeah, that's my guess. My guess, my guess is that with Cody out again, I said the same thing about Edge that they they they're trying new things so. I don't know if they are baby faces to stay as a baby face tag team because the tag team division um, needs something now that RK bro um, hasn't broken up, but Randy's injured with no timetable to come back. So it could be that, or they could have two guys that they know they can slot into these singles positions to fill in for Cody or the, or should I say the hole that Cody leaves in the baby face roster? Man, oh man, and I'm concerned about Randy Orton. No one seems to know exactly how serious it is. I'm hearing conflicting things. I'm hearing things about it being really serious. I'm hearing it's not what as is, serious. What's the worst thing that you've heard? Because I think if it if it ends up being better than that, then no, the, wor- the worst thing I heard is the worst. Is that he's done? Yeah, I mean the, the worst. The worst I've heard is the worst, but oh, that's not from a reliable God. source. Um, I talked to a more reliable source yesterday who said, and, and this person could be working me, but the more reliable source I talked to yesterday said, nah, he's, he's all right. So, uh, I really, I got to tell you, man, when I heard the rumor that it could be really serious for Andy, it really bummed me out, given that interview we had with him a few months ago, and he talked about the fact that he'd like to be around for another 10 years. Yeah, and he's somebody who could do it, too. Like, I, I could see him around for another 10 years. Should I be concerned that um omos could be going from bobby lashley to the dirty dogs no i mean listen as many people on the roster 
as Omos can thrash and look dominant against, it's better for him. You know, he did. Bobby Lashley did manage to sneak by, but it's Bobby Lashley. So just have him thrash some tag teams, thrash some lower mid-carders. Hell, when he gets ready, thrash some main eventers. But as many people as Omos can run through on the roster is good with me. Because it's all for the highlight reel at the end of the day. When he gets to that spot where they want to put him in for one of the big belts, and they say, look at how destructive he's been. They're going to show face after face after face of guys who have held championships and accomplished things in WWE and say, he's run through them all. So Dolph Ziggler, yeah, former NXT champion, but he's also a former world champion, Money in the Bank winner, successfully cashed in Money in the Bank. So his face on the Omos hit list when he's ready is good with me. That was a positive spin. I don't know if I agree with you. Just because I'm just thinking about the way the dirty dogs, the sort of the 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 space that they've occupied. And I don't know. This is my concern. What was the play after the pay-per-view? Lashley, we saw, um, was over like Rover in Chicago. They loved them yeah. some Bobby Lashley. He looked like Jordan out there. I'm not, and I'm, I'm <laughs> not worried about... They for the win. They celebrated with him. And I'm not so I'm not worried about Lashley. What I worry about is is Omos. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I, I I hope they have a plan in place. I, you guys know my theory was that uh, MVP would get a singles match against um, Bobby Lashley, and that never happened. So, um, by the way, if you guys want to ask a couple of questions before we get out here, leave them in the chat or make a speaker request. And we'll take a few questions and comments. But SUG, I want to circle back around. I know there's been a ton to get to. But the one piece of the Cody story that I just find to be fascinating is that by the time he came to WWE, we were all pretty done with the Cody Rhodes character. Like, no one really felt like they were checking for Cody Rhodes at that time. And... He comes to WWE, they put the strap on him, he goes hard, he clearly puts in his best effort, he's trying to do the most he can. And it was no doubt intriguing tele- uh, television week to week. And he became the number one baby face in, in all of WWE. You get the news that he gets this injury and immediately your heart sinks because this guy was building something special. The fact that after that happened, he was able to then turn that into something this great, to me, is pretty mind-blowing. Like, I, I just, the roller coaster we've been on with Cody Rhodes, from done with him kind of at the end of his AEW run, you know, and I think a big part of that was probably the way he portrayed himself as an EVP. Maybe he leaned way too much. He thought he could still be a good guy while also being the boss man. Doesn't really work. Maybe it was that, but, you know, the guy that he is now, after last night, or two nights ago, the level he's at, SGG, when he comes back, and I heard you guys speculating on this on the post show the other day, when he comes back, there's no reason to think he couldn't take the title off Roman Reigns now. He just got made into that guy over the last few days. Yeah. You said a lot that I want to touch on, and so I'm going to work backwards a little bit. I, I absolutely see him as being the guy who could take the title off of Roman Reigns, um, whether it happens at Mania or Rumble or somewhere down the road. If Roman is still champion, when Cody Rhodes comes back, I'm expecting Cody Rhodes to take the title off of him. And then, you know, with Cody Rhodes feeling or seeming a little burnt out at the end of his AEW run, not him per se, but the fans you know, adoration of him and adulation, you know, the fans sort of turned on him. I think AEW, for as much as Cody tried to to build it and make something of it, it wasn't that great of a fit for him because what Cody has proven in his few months back with WWE is that one, he understands casual fans. And AEW catered to sort of like a smart marky market. So, you know, he needed those kids in the crowd. He, like, 
him giving the belt to the kids added to his mystique. Him him with that super baby face promos, they work just so much better in here. And it, it goes beyond the WWE production value and, and just that shine that they can put on really anybody. Um, that presentation that he had in AEW, he proved it. It was, it was tailor-made um, for WWE and for moments like last night. Because in AEW, he was sort of doing the same stuff, right? He was... He set himself on fire doing a flaming table spot and people were like, uh, you know, you know what I mean? He gave so these true. gutsy performances. He bled all the time in AEW. And everybody was like, remember, remember the, 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 the Sammy ladder match? Yeah. I mean, he took <laughs> like, bumps in that. Honestly, guys, we're all like obviously falling over ourselves for the, for the torn peck match at Hell in a Cell. He did things in the Sammy match that were almost as incredible in terms of his willingness to sacrifice to entertain. He he's a crazy man. Like he, he absolutely Co- is. Cody really will go to the absolute limit. And another thing that's really interesting about Cody, like you know we everyone knows how I feel and how I think most people feel about the tattoo. Um n- not my favorite thing. Right, the blonde hair to me is interesting and super heelish. I don't fully get it as a baby face, although it seems to work. So what do I know? But one thing I'll tell you about Cody Rhodes, whether he's on TV or every time I've seen him backstage since he came back, his character that you just spoke about that he developed in AEW which ultimately didn't fit AEW because it was too clean. It's too well done for AEW and and the sort of edge and grit that they're trying to have or where they are tend to be successful. It's so good at WWE to the point that when you see him walking around, he looks like a star all the time now. Like yeah. it's it's hard to even explain what I mean. I'm talking he wears about the when suits, he, like everything. No, no, like, not even just suits though. He also shows up a lot of times in like athletic wear or jeans and Jordans. When I tell you my man is crispy, he's crispy. <laughs> Cody's outfits are impeccable. <laughs> everything he does, he is living it 24/7. And listen, I'll tell you something right now. All of this praise that's being heaped on Cody Rhodes who just came back it's a beautiful, warm story that we all love. I got bad news for you guys about what wrestling locker rooms are like. I'm sure it's not being received that way by everyone, okay? I'm sure there are people who are already sick of the Cody Rhodes talk. There has not been something that positive on wrestling Twitter in God knows how long, SGG. No well, one had something it, to say. No, he, he earned it. He and besides, absolutely earned it. Besides the occasional people I saw who were like, he shouldn't be wrestling or this is uncomfortable or using it as like some reason to decry WWE because they allowed him to work as if that's not what the business is completely based on. Well, Besides- it's, it's the illusion of, of danger and the illusion of of violence. So I'm sure there was some of that that was like, listen, I'm not saying that he was good and ready to go. He, he said he's going to need surgery and I believe it, but I'm sure there's some of that where... They figured well, out that crossed what my he mind. That crossed my mind, SGG. The only thing I'm wondering is, is I do wonder whether or not maybe it looked worse than it felt. Is there yeah, a possibility? I mean, it, too. it has to be. It ha- Let me put it this way. It was probably awful and yet probably still wasn't as bad as it looked. Right. And to the untrained eye, which... You know, I have two of them. <laughs> it looks like he shouldn't well be in there, but that's why I'm in the audience and he's in the ring. And those are the doctors, and those are the same people who like who get to make the call. That's why, right? That's why I don't get to make the call. Um, John Me says you don't think any of that was makeup. I, you know, it crossed my mind, and I know that no one seemed to think that. But listen, I don't guys. Think so. I don't think so either, but like it is wrestling, guys. Anything's possible. But I, I don't know. It like if it was job well done by the makeup department. 
Why I say um, it wasn't is that it didn't rub off on Seth. Like it didn't, like it didn't leak. Like you know how when other right. didn't chip, it didn't like the sweat didn't pull any of it. It down. did change like, colors though somewhat. Right, but that, but I mean, because it was getting hit, it was it right, was, right. You know, like it was, it wasn't, it was no longer just like sitting there. Like it was, it was fresh again. Carlos Herrera, who knows everything about wrestling, said, "Look at Triple H's pick when he had a torn pack, exact same." Um, a couple other things from the chat here before we wrap up, guys. Not enough. Uh, Mike Smith says not enough praise for Seth on Sunday. What a professional! I mean, he's the man. Yeah, Seth is the man. There's, there's, yeah. there's no doubt about it. He is absolutely and, one of the best. And it's, it's you know, this is a great look for Seth too, right? Because he had that scarlet letter of being unsafe a few years ago. You know, Cena's nose, Sting's back. You know, he had he people were looking at Seth like, is he too dangerous? So now to send him out there with Cody and have him take care of him on on Sunday and Monday, you know, Seth deserves his props too for coming a long way. Um, Mike Smith also makes a good point. He lives the gimmick when he talks about how thankful he is for the fans. It's a work and it's a shoot. And I'll tell you guys, I don't think I'm speaking out of school here. I sent Cody a message um to say how incredible the, the match was. He said, nice story for the book, I guess. Ha. Huh? I'm just glad the show went off without issues and that Seth was okay, my friend. So he's listen. glad that Seth was okay. What a guy. Now listen. What now listen. A guy. He so it's like both things can be true. Like he's living the gimmick. It's a work. Mike Smith makes a great point. It's a work and it's a shoot. Like it is, he is Dusty's son. But let's not forget this about Cody Rhodes, okay? Before Cody Rhodes realized the dream of coming back to WWE and getting that WrestleMania entrance, and now, yesterday, I mean Sunday, getting his career going straight to the annals, like, before all of that, let's not forget, he wrote the article. He wrote an article. He called his shot and said he was going to do what his dad tried to start and start his own company and make it the biggest thing. He did that. Like he we can't act as if the they may be they may be without Cody Rhodes in AEW right now. Let's not act for a second like Cody Rhodes was not the biggest battery in the building of AEW. Yeah. We we you cannot forget that for a second. The like no matter how you feel about Cody, and I'm sure there are people who hate on him right now, especially with his popularity. This dude has accomplished one thing after another, and now when he comes back from this injury, God willing, sooner than later, you know, I, I, I do at this point wonder, it's June 7th, July, August, September, October, November, December. Like, you really do think that the Royal Rumble's the perfect time? Yes. When you, when you think about the math time-wise, hard to imagine he could be back in time for Survivor Series. I you. you if he were to come back and win the Rumble and head into WrestleMania, I heard you make this point on the on the show. Him versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania becomes as legitimate an option, maybe not as commercial an option, but as legitimate an option as The Rock and Roman Reigns. Well, I'll 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 up the ante too a little bit. If Roman Reigns somehow on the road to WrestleMania still has the universal title on one shoulder and the WWE title on another shoulder. You give Cody Rhodes that rumble match and then you send Roman into WrestleMania to pull double duty. You give us rock Roman for the universal title WrestleMania Sunday. And you give us Cody versus Roman for the WWE title WrestleMania Saturday. And, and you crown Cody at WrestleMania over Roman, regardless of what happens with the rock. Of course, you SUG give still Cody has a version. That of course, WWE, WWE but, but but SUG still has a version where where Roman comes away with one win and one title from WrestleMania. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Listen, my tribal chief can't walk away completely empty-handed. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes. You know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away? Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, 
Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Let's take a couple of uh, calls, uh, Jace, from uh, the speaker request. I'm going to just go in order. We'll start with, uh, with Jack. Uh, how's it going, guys? Chilling, Chillin', man. What's up? Um, can, can I hear some uh, Jewish uh, JR? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you right now, I was shipping Manashevitz, watching the pay-per-view Hell in a Cell, and business sure as hell picked up. <laughs> While I'm in Connecticut, I may stop by the Jewish Hillel for some, uh, perhaps... Breakfast, maybe a bagel smear. Let's go to Kevin. What's up, Kevin? Says he's there, says he's unmuted, but now we just have to wait for him to bless us. With All right, in, the, in the meantime, I'll bring in someone else. Let's go to Jake Von Eric, a man with a great name. Don't know if he's actually a Von Eric. Could he be the last Von I mean, Eric we've we never heard of? I show up for the work, so if he, I believe it. That's a, that's a good Jake, point. Unmute his- Jake, what do you got, pal? You know what? Honestly, I, I hit it earlier just to tell you about the talk about the Simmons thing with the, I heard I'm not Jewish. I've learned so much. But like the moment <laughs> that hit, I'm like, dude, aren't you listening? <laughs> Every re- week it's 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I really I, I appreciate that, dude. Jake, thank you for that. I, I am going to I am going to hit him up. Uh, I am going to hit up Simmons I, right after we get off this. I'm going I'm to point that out to him. Because he probably doesn't know how Jewish the podcast is. Um, let's say hi to our our good bud, uh, Carlos Herrera. The legend. Carlos, a man who loves WWE so much that he lives in Stamford. Yo, he's, he's, and like you said, he's been around it all. He's seen it all. He has all the stories. So, hey yeah, guys, Car- can you hear me? How you doing, Carlos? What's good, buddy? What's good, good guys. Uh, congrats, Pete, on working on the A&E. It's that guy. Dude, you make me laugh, dude. You're a man. Thank you. Just um, real quick, um, ahead, everything Carlos. you guys mentioned on the show is pretty much on point. It's just a matter of execution. I think the biggest issue this company has is just kind of doing the right thing. You got the pieces in place and just doing it and doing it correctly and don't don't sway. Like we talked about the edge thing earlier. You said, you know, it felt too quick. It's not a bad angle. It just it felt quick. It's just a matter of just performing it. And once they get that kind of going, I think they'll roll. But otherwise, you guys, I just want to say you guys do a great job. Good work. You're the man, Carlos. I just saw Thank your you, text, Carlos. dude. I'll hit you back in a minute, too. The great Carlos Herrera, wrestling extraordinaire. Um, as we keep it moving, there's a few more to get to before we call this thing a day. Um, appreciate everyone who came through during their work day to pop in. Let's go to Gary. I just want to say you two are great guys. Get oh, you're a great, great guy. guy too, Gary. Thank you. Just wanted to uh, add on to Greg's uh, booking for WrestleMania. It would be awesome to see The Rock run out and save Cody night one from the bloodline. You get that Rock pop night one. It's kind of like they did awesome, Austin yeah. this year. Had him come out both nights. Saves him from the bloodline. Doesn't interfere. Gets that pop and he gets the win out of that, you know. Rock two nights, send both crowds home happy. Hard to beat it. That's actually a really good idea because thank you, Gary. That's that's a great call because you get to have Rock have the winning moment with Cody the night before and then takes the L the next the next night. Let's go to Kiwan McGuire. Yeah, what's up guys? How's it going? Chilling. I got a quick question for you guys. Uh, I wish Dick was here so bad. I know. It's not right. We, we all missed it. But listen, we, he, he, listen, he let you down. You know, he is not Cody Rhodes. I mean, if I can disclose an injury, it, it was a hangnail. It was. A- <laughs> no, I, I, I just feel um, Dip just adds a lot of, I guess, different viewpoints to the podcast that when he's not on the podcast, it's super no- noticeable and it's super missed a lot. You know, I, I agree, because I, I, I don't even know what his takes would have been from this weekend. Like, like I would love to see Dip's view on just the abruptness of the Judgment Day angle. Like, wait, like. 
No, no, I know what you what, what, let's let's say what you really let's say what you really mean. You want to hear Dip complain and say that it was that, ridiculous. You want that negativity. <laughs> of course, because because realistically, like I've been watching wrestling so long that a lot of Dip's gripes are a gripes that I personally do agree with. Like, you of know, course. Kind of like like sometimes they get it right. Oftentimes, like he's right. Execution wise, they get it wrong way more than they get it right. There's sometimes I'm I'm watching and I'm just like, why did they do that like that? Like, so let me let me ask you this then, Kiwan. Not that you can speak for Dip, but if you feel that you're such kindred spirits in in a way, and that you guys think on the same like wavelength, what did you think of the abruptness of the Judgment Day breakup? See, let's see if you can give us the voice of of the fan in Dip's absence. I think it just happened way too out of left field. Like, like he always says, at least it's something. But sometimes something isn't great if it's not well executed. I don't know if Edge has an injury. That could just be an out because he has an injury. I'm not for sure, obviously. I don't know his medical history uh, as far as what he's going through today. But I just feel like that, like last night, they, they fight each other. They get the win. And then tonight it's like, Edge is holding Judgment Day back. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I, I know. It's, it's, like, how is Edge holding you guys back when you guys are actually winning now that you're with Edge? Yeah, it, it, it's, they didn't give you, thank you, Kiwan. Um, they really didn't give point. you, yeah, they just didn't give you what the motivation was, you know, and it's similar to how I kind of felt I didn't necessarily understand the motivation uh, for, for AJ, Finn, and Liv. I don't understand the motivation for kicking Edge out of your group. He just saved you guys. You know, and maybe we'll find out that Finn was the ringleader. I, I, I'm with you, though. Listen, I may not say it. Uh, that is the point I conveyed earlier as well. I, I mean, I, I don't um, say yeah, it We did. We weren't as harsh as. Well, yeah, I'm not going to. I can't go. I can't go as hard as Dip, but, but I, I was not pleased <laughs> with it. Um, now that I'm caught up with it, I'm pretty, pretty annoyed, actually. Um, let's go to Marcus Stewart. What's up, Marcus? I uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, I hope you guys showed our tweets to dip for his happy, happy birthday wishes last week. Um, and I just wanted to see if you guys had watched NXT in your house this week. Um, I thought it was the best 2.0 show we've had wow. since they changed. And, uh, I like, I know we're probably jumping the gun if we're doing black wrestlers of the week. Um, I got to get mine to Carmelo Hayes. Um, once they took that belt off of him, you realize how much talent he had and how much he elevated that. And once they put him back on, you can easily feel how much he adds to that. And I just think that dude is phenomenal. And I can't wait to see him go to the main roster. Mark, it's great call. Thank you for bringing that up because we did not mention NXT uh, in your house at all. SGG, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it at all, but I did hear a lot of chatter about Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, I, I heard a lot about Carmelo Hayes, too, uh, and his performance. Um I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. I want to actually watch it tonight because I heard the whole show top to bottom um, was really good. And not to jump the gun, but I mean, I guess since we're already here with the Black Power rankings, I was going to throw it to Bianca Belair. Um, you know, Hard we touched to. on the pay per view. We didn't. We didn't really get to to dig into just how good that triple threat match um, really was with her, Oscar, and Becky Lynch. Um, so my pick would be Bianca Belair for for my for the Black Power rankings this week, um, because she I would did really go, well. It was overshadowed by Cody, but so much of the the everything in the whole wrestling world this past week was overshadowed by Cody. So it's no knock on her at all. Oh, by the way, man, that must have driven Punk crazy. I mean, I'm sorry, I, I don't want to be that guy, but guys, I don't know if you know this. CM Punk has a bit of an ego as well. There's no way CM Punk was not nauseated that his news about an injury was completely overshadowed. SGG, did he injure himself crowd surfing? It it appears. There, there are a few moments. Um, I don't know if they said exactly when it happened, but I, I said this at the, I said this probably privately. I've said this on Twitter. He injured himself doing things that he should not have been doing anyway, whether it was the attempts at the buckshot lariat or diving into the crowd, or the springboard. I don't know which one actually finally got him, but he shouldn't have been doing any of it. And as convoluted as you know the the plans are for the interim championship, 
This, quite honestly, I think is a blessing in disguise for AEW because the title is off of Hangman Page, who people were a little sour on his entire reign. And the title is off of Punk without him having to sort of Bret Hart karaoke his way through a championship run in a way that still has intrigue around the title. So, I mean, blessing in disguise. I don't know how he injured his foot, though, but it, it had to be on one of those moves that he shouldn't have been doing at all, especially at his age. Not even with his age, though. I take that back because there's some older wrestlers who who are still able to perform, but he, he I don't know, man. He just he just doesn't have it. He, he doesn't have it. It looks like what people are speculating is that it looked like after he jumped into the crowd, he hit his leg and immediately the injury happened. If that's the case, oof, man. Um, by the way, the one thing I found interesting was that, do you notice that when Caleb Braxton on the kickoff show read the statement about Cody's injury, they like they felt the need to say, like they, they, they were like, people are speculating that he was attacked by Seth Rollins. That's not the case. But <laughs> no. but he did tear his peck. I'm like, why don't you just let them think? Well, I would what actually just go with, just go with he was attacked by Seth Rollins. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know why you there? don't want to have that. Wasn't the story already out at that point that he, he was training and it was like uh yes like he yes that and way? They, but and they <laughs> included that they said that he aggravated it that he ripped it that they tore it off the bone while training but the, the initial injury they said happened on monday night i, I just it, it just seemed like a weird specification i didn't understand guys we appreciate you all being here we apologize for all the dipper stands out there don't worry he will be back next week to complain i will tell i will tell you guys one bit I don't know how he would – I don't know what he would have said. He was very impressed by Cody. He wasn't as uh, – we'll see what he says next week. But in my texting with Dip that night, he was not as over the moon as I was. Not about the performance. I don't mean that in any way he begrudged the performance. But when I said this was something in all caps, his response was something adjacent. <laughs> So we'll see exactly what that means next week. Thank you to our producer, Troy. Dip, get well. SGG, great job. Everybody stay mage, take it easy, and enjoy yourselves. And then I went to makeup and, like, sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at UGG.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.